All right, everybody, welcome into the Hardly Knowledgeable podcast. Um, it's week three of the college football season. Um, after a pretty um, exciting week two, we had a couple of upsets in the top 25 uh, by non-Power 5 opponents. Um, but we're going to get right into the Kansas game here. Kansas at West Virginia. Kansas won by two scores in overtime thanks to a Jacoby Bryant uh, pick six at the end uh, to send them up 55-42. to 42. Um, Jalen Daniels, 18 for 29 for 219 yards and three touchdowns. He was also their rushing leader with 12 carries for 85 yards. Um, we haven't seen Kansas win on the road, um, in the big 12 very often. As a matter of fact, no other coaches won on the road beside for the last decade besides, um, Lance Leipold. Uh, he's two and three on the road now, beating West Virginia and then beating Texas last year in overtime. Um, but yeah, Drew, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, it's an impressive win for the Jayhawks, um, and they're obviously a lot better of a program now. Yeah, for sure. Um, going into the game, I thought that we could keep it close, but I wasn't sure. You know, I thought West Virginia was good enough to win the game, and basically, West Virginia got the ball to start the game. They scored. Um, we went three and out Do I think we were moving the ball well, but we had a holding penalty that kind of set us back. We had the punt and then we couldn't really stop them. But then after that, they didn't really stop us the rest of the game. And we were able to get some stops down the stretch to come back into the game. And then actually we're up by double digits in the fourth quarter and then kind of blew a lead and let them tie it up to get to overtime. But I, you know, felt pretty confident. Um, they couldn't really stop our offense. So either KU actually has a pretty good offense now or West Virginia's just got off what defense could be a combination of both. Um, definitely says a lot about West Virginia, how they're probably one of the worst teams in the big 12, but um, good to, uh, good to get a win on the road and a, not, uh, not the easiest place to play. Although I don't know how riled up that place was to play Kansas, but uh great win for the program. And, you know, Got to keep it going this week. Got another tough one. Uh, Kansas starts off 2-0 for the first time in a long time. So uh, kudos to uh, Coach Lance Leipold. I've been saying him for a while that that's the right guy. I didn't think he'd be competitive early, uh, as early as he has been so far. But they've got a pretty tough test this week. They're going to Houston to play the Cougars, um, who <clears throat> both of their games have been settled in overtime. First one, they won by two uh, against the University of Texas in San Antonio in three overtimes. And then, again, they lost to Texas Tech in double overtime in Lubbock. So this is a good Houston team. Um, Dana Holgerson is their head coach, getting paid a lot of money. Um, They are favored by nine points uh, this Saturday. They're playing at 3 o'clock Central Time on ESPNU. No more ESPN Plus for Kansas. So... If I were going to bet, I would probably take Kansas money line here. I don't think Houston can cover the nine points, um, but I do think Houston's a lot better team, so I will take them to win outright. Uh, they'll probably win by seven or um, seven or three. So that's my pick on that, Drew. What do you think? Well, you would take the spread, not the money line, right? I well, I take. I know I'm taking Kansas to cover the spread and Houston to win outright. Okay, and, gotcha. Um, it's not betting. I, that's just who I'm picking to win. No, gotcha. I think you said Kansas money line by accident. Kansas money line would mean that KU would win. Yep. No, I got you. Okay. So uh, part of me wants to pick KU because I picked against KU last week because I didn't think 
that right away we could beat West Virginia, but we did. So part of me doesn't want to pick against them again, but I think Houston's a lot better team than West Virginia. Um, this is also the home opener for Houston, I believe. So I bet those fans are going to be riled up. Um, and Houston was ranked to start the year, which that doesn't mean a whole lot, but I do think that they are quite a bit better than West Virginia. And I know that they lost to Texas Tech, which I'm not that high on Texas Tech. Like, I don't think they're a top half team in the Big 12, but maybe Texas Tech just has their number. I do like kind of the offense that Texas Tech has going for them. Maybe Houston just can't really stop it. Um, I do think it'll be a really high scoring game. So I'd probably take like the over is like a bet on this game. I think it's in the 50s. I could see both teams easily getting 30, but I'll take, I'll take Houston to win by a field goal. I think that's a, I think they, grind out a win but I mean if K-State or not K-State if KU keeps it close I think that that's a really good result and a win would be great but I think 3-0 and is a little little ambitious right now for KU so I, I would take 2-1 and one with a close loss for sure all right yeah I agree for sure I think uh I think they'll keep it closer than nine points but um Moving on to the Kansas State game last week against Missouri. They beat Missouri 40-12. to Coach Drinkwitz had to call a timeout and then get one untimed down uh, at the end of the game to score a touchdown against the Cats. Um, it was a rainy game with an hour-long rain delay. Uh, before halftime, it was kind of weird the way they had, to, they had to go in for about an hour, come back out, play for five minutes. Um, Missouri came back out with a quarterback draw. Um, on third and 13, it didn't work out. They punted to Phillip Brooks, who returned it, and that kind of sealed Missouri's fate at that point. I mean, even though uh, Kansas State was only up uh, 14 to three at that time, or 13 to three at that time, I don't know which one Chris Tennant missed, which uh, PAT he missed, but um, I think uh, that game was over when it was 14 to three. Um, because Missouri couldn't do anything running or moving the ball down the field. Um, they threw four interceptions late late in the fourth quarter, you know, at the end of the third to start the fourth. They threw four interceptions late in the game. We only capitalized on uh, two of those. But Kansas State used their running game efficiently, leaning on Missouri there towards the end, and they couldn't really stop anything. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, 25 carries, 140 yards, 45 yards for two touchdowns. That's a pretty good uh, stat line for him. That's Two weeks in a row now where he's had a pretty good day running the football. Um, he, he is a very dynamic player. Uh, really don't need to – nothing needs to be said about that, how good he is. Adrian Martinez, 9 for 20, 101 yards. The game plan obviously changed when the ball got wet, and it rained pretty much throughout the second half um, as well. So the ball was wet, the ball was heavy, and they just abandoned trying to throw the ball downfield just because how good they were able to run the ball and lean on a very soft Missouri team. Uh, this Missouri team could finish last in the East, maybe even last in the conference, probably last in the conference if they finish last in the East, just because how soft they are. They're not very good. So Kansas State moves on to play Tulane. This is a line that's moved a lot. It's now Kansas State's favored by 14. It started off at 20, 20 and a half, I think, or 25 and a half. It started off as a big line that's moved down. A lot of people uh, think Tulane uh, can keep it close. This is obviously a much better coach team than the team Kansas State played against Missouri. So Tulane's much better coach. They'll be uh, they'll be where they want to be. Um, they they know what they want to do. A lot of RPO stuff uh, against against us. Try to keep our defense on their heels. Um, I do think Kansas State will win this. Uh, I think they'll win win by more than fourteen. But this is probably the best team that they've played uh, yet this year. 
Um, Tulane has blown out both of their first two opponents, which aren't very good teams. Um, but they have won, and that's a sign of a good team to win the t- games you're supposed to win. So I will take Kansas State, and I'll take them to win by about 17. But this might be a little bit more of a test than people are thinking. Uh, if Kansas State can win on the ground and keep it pretty um, competitive, I, I don't see why not save some of that passing game stuff for Oklahoma. Um, and, you know, just get a win here in the alternate helmets and and move on from there, play Norman at 7 o'clock or playing Norman at seven o'clock on Fox. That's kind of a big time game for them. So we'll see. Drew, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think Tulane's better than Missouri, but I could see Tulane putting up a better fight than Missouri did. They just seemed, so I think Eli Drinkwood said it after the game that they were really unprepared, which that just comes down to him. You know, if he wants to be seen as a good coach, which I kind of thought he might've been, but that was bad. This didn't look ready, which also they just look bad also. But um, I would think unless Tulane's just got some dudes up front, I think K-State should be able to run all over them. Um, I think that K-State fans should want them to throw the ball some this game if the weather permits it and if they're able to, just so you have at least something to go off of going into the Oklahoma game. But in the grand scheme of things, if I think if you can just run the ball and control them and not give up much on defense. I kind of think it could be similar to that Nevada game last year, but a little bit of a worse opponent. So yeah, I'll take K K state to win by about three touchdowns. I'd say maybe like 31, 10, 34, 13, something like that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Moving on to some big 12 games, some notable big 12 games. There aren't many this week. Um, Texas tech does travel to rally North Carolina to play the 16th ranked North Carolina state. Um, Wolfpack. Uh, let's see. NC State is favored in this game by ten. Um, I think Texas Tech could put up a fight. That might be. A, I think they've made a pretty good coaching hire in the offseason. They've quietly gone two and zero against a pretty good Houston team, like we talked about um, last week. So, I actually think uh, Texas Tech will be competitive in this game. I don't think they'll win. I do like NC State. I uh, think they'll be in the thick of the playoff race towards the end of the season. So I think Texas Tech might uh, cover this 10-point spread. I think 10 points are a lot of points, maybe. Uh, NC State by a field goal, because we know Texas Tech can score a lot of points. Um, so I'll take NC State by a field goal, and I'll take the over in this game. All right. Yeah, I like the over as well. Um, yeah, NC State kind of got pushed around a little bit in uh, their opening game against ECU. But ECU is a pretty good uh, – I think they're in the American. Like, they're a pretty good American conference team. They're usually making a bowl. Um, I think this will be a different game. I think that there will be a lot of points scored, like you said. Um, so, NC State did lose to – I don't know if it's the same exact style of offense, but kind of like an air raid attack. They lost to Mississippi State last year, who had a really weird season Mississippi State did. So, I kind of think that them playing Texas Tech, that they might be kind of prepared for that kind of attack since they saw it last year with um with Mississippi State. So, I'm going to take I'm going to take NC State to win and I think I'm going to take them to cover. I think that they could pull away uh and win by two scores. So, yeah, I I'd, I'd say like a like 41-27 or something like that. Like a real, really high scoring game. Uh yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. 
um, moving on to the probably the only other notable Big 12 game this year, this week, uh, Oklahoma is going to Lincoln to play Nebraska. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by 11. They're 2 and 0. They beat Kent State 33 to 3 and UTEP 45 to 13. They're favored by 11. The over is 66. You know, Nebraska just fired their head coach, and I think a lot of people, a lot of those players on that team, really like this. Um, uh, this interim guy they've got, I don't know his name. It's slipping my mind, but, um, so they might put up a little bit of a fight. They've been able to move the ball quite a bit and score, um, in their first three games, but one and two Nebraska playing number six, Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma is going to have a problem, uh, with this team at all. They're favored by 11. I'll take them to cover that 11 spread, 11 point spread, even though it is at Nebraska and Saturday football is a, uh, it's it's a religion there uh, up there in Nebraska. There's not much to do in Nebraska on a Saturday besides go watch the Huskers play. So, but I will take Oklahoma to cover the 11 point spread. I like them to win by three scores. Um, so or Oklahoma, sorry, Oklahoma to cover the 11 point spread. I like them to win by three scores uh, at Nebraska. So I will take the Sooners. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know, when we did our preseason stuff, I was pretty high on Oklahoma. So I agree with you. Um, it's not something that I would personally bet because just I could somehow see Nebraska finding a dumb way to cover this game. Um, you know, the Oklahoma's got a really good offense. They kind of last week against Kent State, I think that Kent State was up like 3 0 kind of late into the second quarter, and then Oklahoma up pulling away 33 to 3. So maybe. Maybe this game's close in the first half, and maybe it's a tie game at halftime, but I think that Oklahoma – I'll take Oklahoma by about 14. I think that they just go in there and hopefully take care of business, hopefully don't, you know, mess around and lose. And, you know, they got a big game next week, so they got to just get in and get out and win and hope they don't have any trouble. Yeah, for sure. I think next week's game, I think both teams will be looking forward to it, but you can't overlook this week's opponent. You know, mm-hmm. it's one game at a time. Uh, Chris Kleiman said something about that, you know, focus on yourself, focus on yourself, not what the other team's going to do um, and make sure you play a good game. So I agree with that totally. Um, so that those those are really the only two notable Big 12 games this week uh, besides Kansas and Houston. But uh, so let's go to the top 25. Uh, Michigan State is taking a trip across the country to play Washington. Could be a future Big 10 matchup. I don't know. So number 11, Michigan State uh, playing two and a Washington in Seattle. Um, Washington is favored by three and a half. Uh, that's a yeah, favored by three and a half. And then the line, the Points line is 56 and a half. Um, I think Michigan State will win this game. Uh, I think they're not as good as they were last year, but I do like Mel Tucker and Scotty Hazleton as their defensive coordinator. I think they'll win this game, but it'll be close. Husky Stadium's a tough, tough uh, place to go into and win. So it'll be close. I, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, if they win, they're, they're covering the spread. So, uh, so give me Michigan State. I will take the under on this, the 56.5 point under. I'll take it. Um, Washington's only played Portland State and uh, Kent State again. So Kent State, by the way, I don't know if you've seen their first, like, four games, but it's no fun. I think they get Georgia next week. Yeah, so they they get one game they can win, but they had to go to Washington, Norman, and then they are going to go to Georgia, who's playing South Carolina this week. But um, so I will take Michigan State to win, um, maybe by seven, and I'll take the under on points. 
Yeah, Kent State's getting three big checks is what they're getting. You know, I don't care about one, and they'll get there. Uh, so I do like Michigan State. Uh, like you said, Mel Tucker is a. I think he's a really good head coach. You know, they were had no expectations last year, and you know, for a while there, they were ranked uh, like top five in the country before they kind of lost a few games. Um, but I do think they're worse this year. I don't think they're really like a top fifteen team. I think they're maybe a top twenty five team. And I don't know much about Washington. I really just know that they have Michael Penix as their quarterback. He played for Indiana last year, but he tore his ACL. But in 2020, he was really good. And he, you know, won a, it was in the COVID year, but he won a lot of games for Indiana that year. I think they were like the second or third best team in the whole Big Ten. So I'll take Washington to win this game. I think that, you know, it's at home. I think it'll be tough for Michigan State to come in there and win. And I do, I do like Michigan State's quarterback, Peyton Thorne. I think he's kind of underrated, but I could see Washington winning this game. And I feel like a lot of times when a unranked team is favored over a ranked team, and it doesn't make sense. Then, you know, you might think the ranked team's going to win, but maybe Vegas, Vegas knows something. I think, I think Washington wins and I'll, uh, I guess I'll take them to cover. I could maybe see them only winning by three, but I'll take them to win by seven, I guess. So give me Washington there. I think they be much improved. New coach. All right. Drew, them too. Drew and I disagree uh, very little on this podcast. So yeah, that's a game we disagree on. So, Mark that up. I, I will say I had a better uh, record last week as I chose Kentucky to beat Florida uh, in the swamp. So uh, moving on to a game in College Station, Texas. Texas A&M is playing Miami. We know Texas A&M made headlines for losing to Appalachian State um, at home. You know, the, that a game they had no business losing. Uh, Miami is 13, the 13th best team in the country, according to the AP poll. They beat Southern Miss and Bethune-Cookman, so they've taken care of those uh, those two games uh, pretty handedly, you know, as they should. Um, Texas Tech or Texas A&M is favored by five and a half points, and then this listen to this: the over under is forty four and a half, um, yeah. which I would be convinced to take the under on that because how awful uh, A&M's offense has been recently. Um, I, I think uh, A&M could bounce back. I don't think they'll lose two weeks in a row, especially after losing to Appalachian State. Um, but Miami might beat them. But I will take A&M to win by a touchdown, so they'll they'll cover the five-and-a-half-point spread as well. Uh, and I'll take the over 44-and-a-half as well. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, based on how Texas A&M has looked, I don't know. Like, I'm surprised that they're favored by this much. But also, I'd be scared to take the other side because Miami, while I do think Miami is pretty good, um, I really like Mario Cristobal as a coach. I really like Tyler Van Dyke as a quarterback. Um, but they haven't really played anybody, and they're going down the college station. And sometimes, you know, Jimbo Fisher has a dud, and then he figures out how to win. Like last year, they lost to Mississippi State at home, which that's not quite losing Appalachian State at home, but it's kind of similar in a way i don't think anyone thought they were losing either of those games at home and then bama came to town the next week and with their backup quarterback they found a way to win and that was the only team to beat bama in the regular season so i don't know i could kind of see a similar thing happening i think that miami you know might be confident thinking they should win and i think it'll be a lower scoring game so i'll take i'll take texas a&m to win by a field goal and i'll take the under i think I just don't know how Texas A&M is going to score that much unless Miami's defense is really bad because their offense just seems just stagnant and isn't. I don't know if they have the right quarterback in. I don't know. Uh, so I'll take on the win 20-17, to 17, but I don't feel great about it. 
I don't feel great about either side, honestly. For sure, yeah. It, it could go either way, and Texas Tech or Texas A&M could come out and you know be really pissed off about how last week went and, mm-hmm. and try to make a prove a point. Um, next, we'll go to Auburn, Alabama, two thirty, two thirty on uh, CBS. So CBS, SEC on CBS. You know, the best theme song in all of college sports, all of football, to be honest with you. Um, Penn State's favored by three. They are two and zero. We saw them beat Purdue in week one, and then they beat Ohio. Uh, Auburn also 2-0, a couple of close games, though. Uh, San Jose State, you know, they only beat them by eight, and then uh, they they killed Mercer. But I just don't see Penn State walking into Jordan-Harem winning this. Um, That's a tough place to go win, and Auburn plays really well at home. Uh, They they gave Alabama a run for their money last year in the Iron Bowl. Um, So I will take Auburn here. The over-under is 48. Uh, I will take the under on that as well. These two offenses aren't very good, can't score. So give me Auburn um, winning this game, and I will take the under. All right. Um, So we had kind of talked about this earlier in the week a little bit. Um, My opinion is that this is a game that I just think Brian Harson can find a way to win even though all his boosters want him fired and Auburn literally tried to fire him in the offseason, but they couldn't find probable cause to reduce his buyout other than B cause, which is not a reason to fire someone, but, you know, to lower the buyout. Um, I heard on a podcast today, uh, it's a podcast you listen to as well, so I don't know if you heard it. Do you know what James Franklin's road record is at Penn State? I do not. not. uh, Well, so – He's had he has thirty seven road games, and do you want to guess his record in those thirty seven? Um, twenty and seventeen. You're really close, nineteen and eighteen. I think I might be off by a game or so, but that's like, you know, he's not like I mean that's solid for the road, but I bet that he's probably beaten the bad teams and lost to the good teams on the road. He's around five hundred, so I think Penn State is a much better football team all around but I just think this is the game that Brian Harson that they're gonna win and I actually do think Penn State has a pretty good offense but I could see them I don't know I could see them getting slowed down for sure um and you know maybe like that's a really tough place to play and I think it's kind of underrated I feel like people don't really talk about how tough it is to go in there and you know Penn State might think since they've you know played at some of the top Big Ten places like Ohio State Michigan that maybe they Maybe they are prepared, but I don't know. It, I so I'll take Auburn to win, and I agree with uh, the under. I think I think if the game goes over, Penn State probably wins. So I, I'll take Auburn to win, kind of similar to that A and M one, like a twenty to seventeen type of game. Just really, really sloppy, really, really ugly. But I'll take Auburn. Don't feel great yeah. about it, but it's a hard place to play. Yeah, I agree for sure. Jordan Hare has produced a lot of exciting wins for the Auburn Tigers. Um, next we'll go to Los Angeles. Uh, USC is going to play host to Fresno state. USC is two and zero, uh, beating Stanford and rice. And then Fresno state's one and one. They lost to Oregon state last week, which is a team that is looking to be a pretty good football team. Uh, USC's favored by 12, the over 74. I think I do see this game going over both, both offenses can score. Um, but I don't like the, 12. I, I think Fresno will cover that. I still think USC will win by a field goal maybe, but um, this will be a close game. I, I don't think USC is going to run away with it. They are a talented team. Uh, they're the seventh best team in the country, which I know Drew uh, doesn't agree with being that 
They've played Rice and Stanford, so they've beaten teams that they're supposed to, which is really all we can see at the beginning of this year, uh, at the beginning of any college football season. Do the teams beat the teams they're supposed to? But I, I think Fresno will cover. I still think USC will win by a field goal, and I do have this game going over 74. All right. So my thing with USC is mostly that I don't – I just think they were overranked to start the year. Um, yes, Lincoln Riley is a really good coach. I'll be the first to tell you that. I don't really slander him that much. I just think, like, with a new team, and he's got Caleb Williams with them and his receivers with Jordan Addison and Mario Williams, like, those guys are freaking awesome. I just I just wish that before ranking them seventh, we saw them play an actual good team like Fresno State. I think Fresno State's a good team. I think USC will win. I I really think that their offense just kind of looks unstoppable. And outside of Utah, I don't know who in the Pac-12 is really going to slow them down. I do like the over in this game. USC's defense is kind of like sneaky bad. Like Rice, Rice did move the ball on them to start in that game. Like they had like three drives that went 60 yards, but then I think they scored on one of them. And then the other two, like one, they threw a pick and a second one, they like fumbled or something. But and then Stanford, I think, threw a pick in the end zone in their game. So that game could have been a little closer if they didn't do that. So I think US, I think Fresno State will easily score 30, and I think USC will just keep scoring until they win. So I'll take Fresno State to cover. I think 12 seems a little too much. I think Fresno State's a pretty good program. Um, and, yeah, Oregon State might be a team that can maybe give USC trouble down the path. I think they looked really good in their opener against Boise State, but – yeah, so I'll take USC to win, and I love the over. I could see that being in the 80s or 90s easily. But, yeah, I do like USC I just to be a good team. I just wish that we saw them like, win this game before we hyped them up. Yeah, for and, sure, this is it. This is... Oh, I was just saying, and I don't think they're better than Utah. I think Utah's better. So Yeah, I think Utah's better, too. You know, the Swamp – uh, in September is really a tough place to go into and win, but ask the football school in Kentucky that did it. Uh, it is doable. Um, and Utah, Utah threw that game away. They had two like for, they had first and goal twice and didn't score either time. They lost by three. Like that, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Um, going north from there to Eugene, Oregon, uh, the number thirteen BYU Cougars after beating uh, Baylor, which is a really good team in two overtimes last week, go on the road. Uh, they play in Autzen, uh, which is a really tough place to play, even though it's a smaller stadium. It's still a pretty tough place to go in and get a win. Uh, so Oregon is favored by three and a half. Um, I don't know how good Oregon is because of how good Georgia is. You know, Georgia's a really good team. I don't know how Oregon snuck back into the rankings after only beating Eastern Washington, but Georgia can, Georgia's going to win the national title again this year. Um, and there's not a team that doesn't seem like there's a team that's going to be able to compete with them. Um, so I, I think we can't really judge Oregon off that game, but I do think BYU is a better football team than than Oregon here. They we saw them beat a really good Baylor team last week. Um, so I'm gonna take BYU to win uh, over mm, the point spread is 58. Uh, I will take the under here. It's gonna be the weather ESPN gives me a weather thing and it's going to be 59 degrees and raining in Eugene. So a classic uh, Oregon uh, weather, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I still think BYU can win the ball or win the game. I think this comes down to who can run the ball more efficiently. Uh, so I will take BYU to win this game um, and I'll take the under. 
All right. Yeah. So kind of earlier with another Pac-12 team, Washington, I took them to win when they were favored and it didn't make sense. But I know like Georgia is probably the best team in the country, I would think, the way they've played so far. Uh, I feel really dumb about leaving them out of my playoff. That you know, I don't I don't really see them losing one before they play whoever they play in the SEC title game, probably Bama. But um, you know, BYU beat Baylor last week without their top two receivers. And I think if they get one of those two guys back, I think that they can win this game pretty easily. Um I don't know, like maybe Baylor's not as good, not quite as good as we thought, but I think me and you are both pretty high on them and they were able to win. Now that was a home game. They're playing at Oregon, but I like, we don't know much about Oregon. Like if BYU has a good defense, which it seems like they have a decent one, they were able to slow down Baylor's pretty decent offense, at least for a while. Like they only scored 20 points. Um, Like, do we trust Bo Nix to play against a good defense? Like I don't like, (laughs) like Bo Nix is two interceptions. So like, like, Bo Nix is a fine quarterback, and I bet all five touchdowns – well, yeah, they, did, they didn't score a touchdown against Georgia, so they had to all be against Eastern Washington. But So I'm going to take BYU to win. I don't, I don't get why Oregon's favored. Like, the Washington one I actually understand because I'm not as high on Michigan State as the rankings are, but I don't get why Oregon's favored. Like, BYU's actually proven something, and Oregon really hasn't. Like, they've proven that they can hang 70 on an FCS team in Washington. Like, cool, you know? I don't know. So I'll take BYU to win. Um, yeah, 58 seems high. I don't – like, I think BYU can put up some points, but I don't know about Oregon. So I would I would lean the under as well, but I could see it getting there. So, yeah, give me BYU. All right. And then the last game uh, that I think we'll talk about in college uh, this week is uh, South Carolina and Georgia in Williams-Brice Stadium. Georgia's favored by 24-and-a-half. Uh, South Carolina beat Georgia State and then lost to Arkansas last week by two touchdowns. Um, williams Bryce is a hard place to play when that sandstorm gets going and they start waving their towels in the sky or whatever they do. That's a tough place to play. Uh, I do think Shane Beamer is the guy there, but Georgia's just so good. Um, it's hard to not see them covering the 24.5-point spread, uh, but upsets can happen. That's why you play the game. I just don't think it'll happen this week um, in Columbia. So I will take Georgia. Uh, I, I'll take him to win by 24 and a half and I'll take uh, the over 25 or 55 as well. So. All right. Um, yeah, I think South Carolina is a good team. Um, I don't think a 14 point loss at Arkansas is a bad thing. I think Arkansas is really good. I think they could actually challenge Bama in the West, given how Bama looked last week. That might be an overreaction, but I, I don't think it is, but it could be. Um you know, South Carolina is a really good story last year. Didn't have a quarterback. Now they got Spencer Rattler, and he's – I haven't really watched him. By the stats, he's looked okay. But I think George is going to eat him up. I don't see – I don't know. I could see that being similar to Bo Nix, just being overwhelmed. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think – like last week, Georgia played Samford – or is Samford or Furman? I don't remember. I get him confused. Let's look here. Samford, I was right the Samford, first time. Yeah. So they were up 30-0 at halftime. And then they took all the starters out and they won 33-0. So I think Georgia will probably be up, I'd say at least by 20 at halftime. I don't think South Carolina, I honestly don't think they'll score in the first half. Maybe they'll score a field goal, but I have trouble with them finding the end zone. And by some stuff I've heard, their offensive line is really bad. So they're like Rattler and their running backs might just get destroyed by their D line. So I think it's like a shutout at half. And then 
Georgia eases off. So I'll take the under and Georgia to cover. I could see it being like a 30 to 31, three, or I don't know, something like that, but I'll take Georgia to cover for sure. Yeah. And talking about this Arkansas team, uh, Alabama's just doesn't play good on the road. So it's when and where you get them. I think Arkansas has to play Texas A&M right after. So two weeks from now, Arkansas has to play Texas A&M. That's a neutral site game. And, and uh Dallas yeah so um then they get Alabama at home so that's a tough two-game stretch for them um I know we've got a ways to look but I I think they might not I don't know they get Alabama at home Alabama doesn't play good at home and Alabama's gonna play UL Monroe and Vanderbilt and Tuscaloosa (laughs) leading up to that game so we'll see how that goes um I mean they did lose to Louisiana Monroe one time so wasn't that Saban's but, first year? Yeah. So I, but yeah, I'll, I, Georgia's going to kill South Carolina. And I, I agree. I don't see them being able to score. I was going to say that. I just don't see them scoring any points or enough points to beat, beat uh, Georgia. So um, that's it for college football. We can talk about the Thursday night game real quick. The Chargers come into Arrowhead and play the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a throwback field. Uh, I don't quite understand what's at the 50. Is that just the Arrowhead logo? It's like the original one, yeah. So, so I think it's cool, but it's not I mean anything special. It is cool. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean much. So let's see. Kansas City's favored by four. <laughs> Uh, we saw them. They scored 44 points against uh, against Arizona in the first week. And then uh, Los Angeles beat Las Vegas, which you and I both agree is not a very good team, um, by five. Uh, so we'll see. Justin Herbert's a good good player. Uh, they've got athletes all over the field, just like every other NFL team. But Los Angeles, they built their team in the offseason. So did Las Vegas and Denver. They built their teams in the offseason to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. National media says they're going to finish third in the in the you know in the conference in the division, which I think was a little bit ridiculous. So they're going to play kickoffs at seven fifteen on Amazon Prime. So it's a streaming streaming service. So Kirk Curb Street, Al Michaels. Here we go. Um, I think Kansas City will win this game. I think they'll cover the four point spread then there's no way this game doesn't go over 54 points. There's just no way. So give me the Chiefs, and I'll take the over. Yeah, so I think that the Chiefs and Chargers had similar wins last week. I think that they played teams that are good, I guess, but I don't think like the playoffs. Like, I don't think the Raiders are a bad team. I just think that they're the fourth best team in the division, and, you know, if they're in a different division, they'd maybe make the playoffs, but when you're – playing three teams are better than you twice. I just don't think you're going to get there. So, um, but, you know, I think the Chargers kind of, like, they were control that game the whole time. They probably could have won it by more. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, of course. Um, I really like Justin Herbert. I think he's an awesome quarterback. I think he might be a top-five quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. He's definitely close. But, you know, the Chargers haven't won anything. Like, they haven't made the playoffs with Herbert. Like, they need to get there. And I don't know. I just don't. Like, yeah, they built their team in the offseason. Like, they signed Khalil Mack, and they signed J.C. Jackson, who's a really good corner. He might not play. Keenan Allen is out for this game, which is a pretty big deal, I think. Uh, Chiefs corner Trent McDuffie got hurt 
I guess him and Butker both got hurt in Arizona. I guess they had some turf problems, so I wish that NFL teams would take care of their turf, but I guess that they don't care enough. I'm glad the Chiefs take care of theirs. But, um, yeah, so I'll take the Chiefs to win. And most of the time, because what's the over-under, like 54? I don't have it up right now. I had it. You took it from me. I stopped. I, I got off the page. Let's see. It is, yeah, 54. So I know there's a trend that most of the time, primetime games tend to go under. But I remember, because I remember, I think on some books it's 54 and a half, because I saw on Twitter today something tweeted that in primetime games that have an over under a 54 and a half, it's like over, like it's never hit. But I remember last year, uh, I went to Tanner's with some friends to watch the Chiefs and Chargers Thursday night game last year. And like I got there and I was like, hey, what'd you guys bet on? And all of us bet on under 54 because we were like, we just don't, we just don't like the Chiefs offense been struggling. We just have to be a lower scoring game. The Chargers were up 21 13 going into the fourth quarter. So it was only 34 points total. The final score ended up being 34 28 in overtime. And that ended at 62. So. I probably wouldn't bet the total on this game, but yeah, I'd think it over. Like I think the Chiefs could easily score 30 and, you know, Chargers can maybe get 24 or so. So yeah, I think the Chiefs will win and cover, uh, but it should be a really fun game and I'm going to it. So I'm really excited to be back there and watch some football. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it. A uh, little bit of shout out to the Schnoo Blue Comets to start at 2-0, beat Pittsburgh. So, uh, playing Tonga Noxie this week. That'll be a tough game for him. Wait, shout out your team. Shout out team you're helping with. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yes. And, and the Wamigo Red Raiders also started off 2-0, played a couple of not very good teams in Marysville and Clay Center, but playing Concordia uh, this Friday as well. So um, it should be a good game there. But, you know, shout out shout out those two teams. Started off 2-0. So uh, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Um, if you want to go ahead and subscribe or follow us on Twitter, uh, subscribe to us on, uh, Snapchat or not Snapchat, subscribe to us on Spotify, uh, get updated every week. And if you want to ask us questions, feel free. Our links are in this uh, Spotify description and we'll do our best to, uh, answer them on the podcast.